This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello, this is Nick Briggs, the voice of the Daleks, and you're listening to Transmissions from Gallifrey, and I urge you to listen, or you will be exterminated! For God's sake, Gallifrey stands! the places you're doing in here. How you've redecorated. I don't like it. Couldn't I just manage with K-9? K-9 is a mere machine. He's a very sensitive machine. I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey, the constellation of Casterbrus. I'm the Doctor. These are my new best friends, Ryan, Graham and Yaz. Hello, everybody. My name is JC Delatore. And I'm Rita Delatore. And this is Transmissions from Gallifrey. And with us, as always, is Dr. Scott Vigay. Say hello, Scott. Hello, everyone. And obviously, we have a very special episode of Doctor Who to talk about. It is the first ever New Year's Day episode of Doctor Who. At least I think it's the first ever, right, Scott? Has there ever been a, a Doctor Who episode that aired on New Year's Day? Not that I'm aware of. So we're definitely going to be talking about that. And obviously we're going to be talking about a lot more stuff as well, because this is basically wrapping up season 11 of Doctor Who. And we got to see something that we haven't seen all season and it's original series villain. Yep, well, before we get too far, I better do the normal salutation that we spoilers. that we do speak spoilers. Spoilers. During this episode. So if you have not watched the the New Year's Day episode resolution. Spoilers. It's probably a good idea for you to pause the podcast right now and go watch the episode and then come on back. Because we will be speaking specifics regarding this particular episode. All right. Giving you the 10-second warning. All right, we're talking Doctor Who. So the Daleks are back! Yay! Yay! We finally have Daleks. And it was a little bit different this time around, though. Yeah, I liked it. All right, so Rita says that she's got something she wants to say, so go for it. So here's the cool thing. When... We heard it was Daleks. Okay, we're like, they're bringing back Daleks again. They are a classic. We never really get tired of them. But at this point, we're like, what else can they do differently that they haven't done before? A hundred billion times, right? I mean, they're Daleks. I mean, we got Daleks almost every single season of Doctor Who, right? Yeah, pretty much. And they actually did think of something different. They actually did bring the Dalek back uh, and... It was kind of cool because here is the, you know, genetic mutation and we've seen it in a way we've never seen it before, as in it's, I believe, almost just as dangerous on its own than it is in its casing. You know, we've always had the understanding that the mutant 
Daleks are pretty much completely vulnerable when they're out outside their, their case. Yeah. yeah, outside of their casing. They have no power, no nothing. The fact that they can control people, that's kind of cool. And that's new, right? I don't think that was ever the case before, unless I'm, I'm missing one of the classic episodes. I don't remember that ever being the case. Well, it might not ever have been the case, but this is a different type of Dalek as well. True. This is the reconnaissance Dalek, which is apparently a lot more tougher than just your run-of-the-mill Dalek. So, Scott, what did you think of the new Daleks? Oh, I loved it. I thought, oh, somebody has seen Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, actually, uh, my, my notes for this episode was uh, was Justice League... And Independence Day, right? <laughs> uh, we, we've got to bury, we've got to, we've got to bury the uh, the thing apart. Uh, I what I loved about it was that it brought the terror of the Dalek down to just one Dalek again. Yes. Uh, just like the episode Dalek did that for the new series when they reintroduced it uh, in the first season. Uh, this is the way that the Daleks become terrifying and a threat. We don't need a sky full of Daleks. You just need one, and this was a really cool way to do it. Yeah, and it was very interesting to see the Dalek control the person and get her to do things that, you know, obviously sh against her will and basically turn her into a Dalek vehicle. That was something that was very odd. Well, not just that. Obviously, these reconnaissance Daleks are a lot more resilient Uh as Jason said, than typical Daleks, because here is a Dalek who in the ninth century was literally severed into three separate parts and split up around the world. But as soon as one of the pieces starts to uh, re reanimate, it can literally transport its other body parts back to the third body part and then fix itself up. I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> that, that's, it there's of, a lot more going on there than just the biological life. Thing. Yeah. Oh no, totally. And and it uh, defeats the whole purpose about having a guardian uh, watch over the piece, right? I mean, uh, if if the other two pieces can just sort of teleport away, uh, there's no you know nothing you can do about that. I mean, you know, it makes it even more deadly. And yeah, but I, I would imagine the guardians had no idea that the Dalek body parts could do that. Yeah, no, I mean, they're, no, they're no, primitive, so yeah, they no, wouldn't they wouldn't have that concept. No, no, I, I get that, but it was a way of dispatching with them very quickly. It's right. like, we didn't have to deal with the modern-day version of them, because we, you know, they were irrelevant very, very quickly. Um, what I also liked was that normally when you have a Dalek speak more than five words, it's either the Emperor Dalek, or it's um, a Dalek that's gone a little crazy, right? right. Here is here's a Dalek that was uh, on task, and it was capable of doing more than just saying the word exterminate every three seconds. Right. Um, that's what I thought was great. You actually gave dialogue to a Dalek, and it and it was a character in its own right. So you know, yay, high marks for that. Uh, also, if you notice, until it was. Or, or made it into a new casing, it also didn't sound like a typical Dalek. Right. Yeah. Right. And can I say I love the hybrid uh, trash chic? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, it was kind of steampunky. Yeah. I liked it. I, I, I liked it with the red light, with the vocalization and the whole bit. Yeah. I, I thought that the design uh, department did a great job with it. 
Yeah, it was uh, definitely a hundred times better than the Power Ranger Daleks back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Color-coded so we can easily differentiate. Yeah, Teletubbies, right? Oh my Teletubby God. Dalek, yes. <laughs> so I did dig the new design. It was pretty interesting. Uh, I don't think we'll see it again. Hope. Uh, well, I wouldn't imagine so because it was just kind of like a uh, one-off kind of thing where the Dalek was just using whatever he had lying around. And, and dude, talk about MacGyvering yourself a casing from scrap metal. <laughs> right. Uh, you had missiles and everything. I'm like, okay. Yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> and you did that in like a few hours? So it wouldn't be new Chibnall Doctor Who if we didn't have our daddy issues. And, oh, and this time, uh, Ryan's daddy shows up. What did we think of that whole part of the story? Boo! Yeah. <laughs> what a way to what a way to to just to drag it down to nothing. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I'm like I'm sorry. You're not going to resolve your daddy issues in one day, and you know your deadbeat dad isn't gonna come come in and save the day. And I don't know. I felt it was so forced. Well, he didn't really save the day. He was uh, basically in peril, and then Ryan saves him, uh, and. And well, his, oh, oh, no, 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 his no, microwave no. slash oven saved the day. Well, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that's Rita's re, 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 re right because yeah, the doctor true. said, Oh, you've almost compensated for your bad parenting. Really? Really? <laughs> really? This, 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 well, almost, but not quite because oh, you're still a God. deadbeat dad. Oh, my God. Oh, and I, I didn't want to go to the funeral because if, if I don't go, then she's not really dead. Okay, right. you know what? You know what? In someone's grief, they may be able to come up with that logic, you know, if they're just that despondent. But you expect that of a of a of a kid, right? Right. You don't yeah. expect it of an adult. And I'm, ugh, just I'm I'm sorry, but I think that Ryan's dad is nothing more than a coward. Yeah, and and on top of that, yes, Ryan and his dad have a conversation. They ha actually gets to say, "This is what I wish you could say to me." Right, and then Ryan goes off with the doctor. Most of the rest of the conversation is with Graham, right. and you sit there going like, "This is why Graham is really his dad," yeah. and and we all know it. And I don't understand why he's laying around, except for this MacGuffin of the fact that why is he carrying around a uh, you know uh, an appliance he's trying to sell to anyone who's uh, you know standing by. Which uh, the it, doctor just happens to be able to use to destroy yeah. the Daleks' case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was that one line in the episode uh, uh, when Ryan was walking out uh, the door or whatever and calls Graham Gramps. Yeah. And then you can totally see his dad getting offended by that. And and, and I'm looking at him like, You have really? no right. <laughs> really? You have no right? Yeah, you have no right. I mean, you you don't even deserve to be called dad, period. You're just a schmuck who gave, you know, who, who helped make him. And that's it. So yeah. this episode's called Resolution. So I hope. I hope that have we done it now? Have we done it? Have, uh, you know, we we've we've gotten over Grace's death. We've gotten over the fact that uh, Graham is his granddad. We've gotten over the interaction with the dad. Have we? Have we? Are we done with this now? I uh, uh, I would like to think so, but something tells me that uh, they'll they'll pull it back in. Oh, and, and of course we had to get the reference to his affliction. Oh, uh, right, right before, but right before the episode's over. Not bad for a kid with this this disease, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so the disability. So yeah. what did he do that required coordination? Um, I guess diving for his dad and reaching out to. You mean diving? You mean diving straight and reaching out? 
Oh, yeah. come on now. Really? And he did run over there, but I mean... But we've seen him run across the field. It, yeah. It, literally... Uh, it, comes in, it comes when they need it. <laughs> it comes when it need. It comes when it need it, and what it can do to him comes when they need it. I mean, you know, if we, you know, we've seen him not be able to ride a bicycle or climb a ladder, but beyond that, going across the console room and stretching out your hand, uh, what? Yeah. How? Oh, come on now, please. I mean, yeah. you know, if he had to do the balance beam thing, or you know, only the penitent man will pass. I mean, if he, <laughs> you know, if there was some sort of. Uh, you know, leak from the lion's mouth or something like that, you know, then that would be worthy. But that was nothing. I mean, I'm sorry. Ugh. But thankfully, it seems like that storyline hopefully is done. I guess we'll see. You know, so something tells me it's not. No, but but hey, I would like to praise the doctor. Can we praise the doctor for a moment? Yes, let's, because we've been kind of hard on the doctor all year. Let's say some good things about this episode and the doctor's performance in it. Yes, so was... the doctor was recognizable. Yay! Yay! Uh, she also put the fear of God into the Dalek. Oh, guess what? I'm the doctor, and you saw it backing up like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right, bit. And, and and she actually brought her A-game with the shield and all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, what was what was great was it. it's all the dialogue, it's all the posturing that you would expect the doctor to be able to do. Yep. And, it, and it proves it doesn't matter who's the actor. It's just you have to give them those lines. You I, know, I, I will say there was one thing that I was a little disappointed in, and that was that the doctor didn't tell the Dalek, hey, you can try to call your fleet all you want. They aren't coming because they're dead. <laughs> I, w I was thinking too like let it make the call right yeah and that you know but maybe in the rewriting god knows you know you never want to kill all the dogs because then you have to find a way to bring them back right um, but but i was thinking the same thing too i was like go ahead call what, you know what are you gonna do you're gonna show them the graveyard of, of lost daleks is what you're gonna yeah. do yeah, right? in, fact, in fact, when uh, she took the Dalek into the TARDIS, I was half expecting her to take them to Scarrow and see the, the wasteland that Scarrow turned into. Right. I, I don't know. So, yeah, I was right there with you. But uh, but uh, on, on the whole, the Doctor was the Doctor in this, and that was great. And, uh, you know, Debbie was saying earlier, it was like uh, when Graham et al. was saying, oh, no, we have to go with you. You know, she's like, you know, they're acting like they don't believe that she can take care of it by herself. Well, right. that's, that goes to all the bad writing from before this episode. Yep. And and they don't know the history between the Doctor and the Daleks. So so I understand why they're acting the way they are. But yeah, it's it's kind of sad because the Doctor should be able to take care of all this without anybody. And it was nice that the Doctor wanted to. You know what I mean? It, yep. It's not like she needed her buddies in order to confront the Dalek. Although there was that one week moment where she reached out for Unit and then found out that Unit wasn't, uh, <laughs> wasn't available. So, and... so, uh, so is this because of Brexit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's kind of what they were trying to go with on that. But yeah. they didn't spell it out specifically, but I think that's what they were trying to do, right? Yeah, I, th I think it was basically the uh, United uh, Unified Task Force. All their European partners basically said, we're not going to give you any more funding because uh, right. you're leaving the EU. Well, okay. So I thought that was I thought that was fascinating because, yeah. of co course, you want to call in UNIT. And, and now this is a, in a, uh, a rather big story point. I mean, it would take another showrunner two seconds to restore it. Yeah. But but it, I found it I found in the uh, 
in the era of Brexit, I thought it was a, a funny commentary. And for once, they were making comment on themselves and not just the United States, you know? Right, you know, thumbing their nose at the United States, exactly. Right. You know, one of the things I didn't like about that whole situation, though, was once it was established that UNIT wasn't coming to help, she had this look of fear on her face, and I'm like, the doctor, well, you know, he, he or she relies on UNIT, but it's not like, oh, God, UNIT's not here. What am I going to do? You know what I, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's more like, oh, well, that's inconvenient. Let me figure something else yeah. out. Yeah, but instead of that, it was more like, oh, God, guys, we're on our own. And it's like, and? Yeah. <laughs> what else <is> new? <laughs> yeah, in fact, what would have been better is if, like, Yaz or someone said, oh, no, I guess we're on our own. And the doctor should say, like it always is, or something like that, and yeah. involved, right? Yeah. And, and, like, half the time, the doctors even want Unit involved because Unit's just going to run around shooting everybody. So. That's right, right. Yeah, I know. Uh yeah, so so I had a, I had a, a bit of an issue with that, but other than that, I did like her performance in this one. I thought she was definitely more doctory. And hey, we got to spend time in the frickin' TARDIS! Yay! <laughs> and I actually noticed a little crystal pillars on the top, not not just a column in the middle, but the the little peaks they at the top move. move up and yeah. down uh, along with the column. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were acting as monitors too. That was kind of neat. Yep. You know, and we saw the little spinning crystal TARDIS thingy again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but how about that, guys? We we got to finally spend time in the TARDIS in a Doctor Who episode. It, I, I I forgotten what that was like. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I like the Doctor's new outfit. I thought that that was really cool. Um, right, the the New Year's Day scarf. Oh uh, yeah. Version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just it, the whole thing felt more Doctor Who than most of last season. Yeah. Actually, tried to order that scarf, but it, it but it's been sold out for like months. <laughs> <laughs> of course it has. Right? I mean, the moment it got posted, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But you know what? No trailer for next time. I saw that. Yeah, and it basically said the Doctor will return, but it didn't say 2020. It didn't say exactly when the Doctor will return. So we do need to talk a little bit about that. I know we talked about it the last episode where, where basically the news came out that we're probably not going to have any new Doctor Who until next year, but after seeing this episode, do we think that Doctor Who will come back more like Doctor Who, or will it be more of what it was this past season? Hmm. Well, what do you think, Rita? I'm going to be hopeful. The New Year's Eve episode or New Year's Day episode was really good and it felt, finally felt very doctory. And I'm hoping they're going to continue with that uh, theme. But, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that, Rita. I want to believe that this is the direction that it's going to go going forward. I feel that this particular episode was definitely more Doctor Who than it has been at any point in Jodie's run. And I believe she deserves it, too. She deserves to be the Doctor. To this point, I think there's been a problem establishing her as that. And this episode fixed that to an extent. Now, going forward, will it be like that? I, I'm with you. I, I gotta see it. Because they did it for an episode. Great. 
But, but can you do it for a whole season? Can you do it for a whole season? Can you get the writing to where it will feel like Doctor Who again and not like just some American spinoff of Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Scott? Well, uh, I, I think we're, we're in an equal chorus here. Uh, the answer is I'm always hopeful and that historically, uh, as the seasons progress, each Doctor gets a fine-tuned, right? Yes. Um, especially the latter Doctors. Uh, Sylvester McCoy, his second season and third season were a dramatic departure from season one. So it's definitely possible. What gives me some hope is that Chris Chibnall was the one that wrote this episode, Mm -hmm. right? And to be honest, his episodes are the weakest ones of last year. So if he can do it, then that means that they should be able to. It's not impossible. Just the question is, how improbable is it? And I, I, we also know that everybody's coming back, but for how long and in what capacity, I don't know. And I think that may have uh, an impact on it too. Uh, I think that one of the reasons why the, the New Year's Day special lagged is because they wanted to do something for everybody, or at least some people anyway. And, and um, this is a problem with the crowded TARDIS for this writing team anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I, I agree. I think that it, it shows promise and it's great. And for God's sake, write Jody just like you would write any other doctor and you'll be fine. Right. Um, and, and let what makes her unique be in her performance and how she relates. You know what I mean? But but write the doctor as the doctor and you should be okay. And, and But I think that this there's only been a few instances this season where that has been shown where they finally did it and everybody went yes exactly that right yeah absolutely and i think that if chibnall was really smart yes keep the new blood absolutely you want new blood new fresh ideas for doctor who but at the same time maybe mix in some of your old writers like a mark gatiss or you know some of the people that have written some of the better Doctor Who episodes. Hell, give Stephen Moffat an episode for a crying out loud if, he, if he'd want to do it. But bring somebody that knows Doctor Who to help flesh some of those episodes out. So yeah, you can have your new stuff and bring in your, your tooth monster guy or whatever it is you want to go. But yeah. at the same time, it'll still feel like Doctor Who and people can look at the show and say, yes, Jody, it can be my doctor, right? Right. It, it's not about the monster, right? I mean, we all remember the good monsters and and uh, and decry the old, the bad ones, but really, it's not about what situation the Doctor goes into. Is just how is the the heroic nature of the Doctor portrayed this time round? Right. And every every version of the Doctor is somewhat different, and and that's okay. But there is a commonality that was robbed of her uh, this time round. And, it, and I don't know why it was, you know, I don't know what, right. what, what failed in, in understanding that it's the same person. Um, and they should have been able to figure that out. Yeah. And they should have given her the inner strength that the doctor always has, the confidence that the doctor has. Yes. And well, you saw a little bit of that confidence finally, when she was yes. facing off by herself with the Dalek and finally making herself known, hello, I'm the Doctor. Yes. That's yeah. the confidence we've been missing all season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And finally seeing it was definitely an encouraging moment, I think. 
All right, so obviously this break for Doctor Who is going to be an extended break, and our episodes are pretty much tied to Doctor Who, so you're not going to be seeing a new episode of Transmissions from Gallifrey for a while until Doctor Who comes back. But unless there's like any major, major news. Yeah, major news that we are, we got to talk about, like Jody suddenly decides to quit or, you know, Chibnall quits or some, something major happens, then we'll have an episode and talk about it. But if it's just, you know, we're waiting for the new season to come out and they're not going to release it until like, you know, early 2020, then we're pretty much going to be on hiatus until that time. But one of the things we will be having is a Patreon episode. On Saturday, we're going to be having an episode where we pretty much review all of Series 11. And uh, we're gonna give you our favorite episodes, the worst episodes, the best moments, the worst moments, our favorite companion. I think we all know who that's going to be, but uh, probably we'll, we'll talk about that and all kinds of other good stuff. But you can only listen to this episode if you are one of our Patreon patrons. So, And it only takes a dollar, folks. And it only takes a dollar. And not only that, if you become a Patreon patron, you will have access to early releases of our two new audio drama series, Continuum Force, which is kind of like Doctor Who meets Stargate, and The Vampires of Whitechapel, which is a horror audio drama. Uh, which is currently available through Patreon already commercial free. Correct. And we will also have Continuum Force available probably by the time this episode airs, also available on Patreon, already ready to listen. Otherwise, you'll have to wait until January 8th for the debut of Continuum Force and January 15th for the debut of Vampires of Whitechapel. And they'll have commercials. Yep, and they'll have commercials. They'll have me blabbing on about Patreon and all kinds of other stuff, and uh, you don't want that. So go ahead and become one of our Patreon supporters, and you can avoid all that mess. You can get the episodes early, and it'll be a lot more fun. Right? Right. And as part of introducing you guys to Continuum Force, we wanted to give you this uh, little trailer, and we're going to play this trailer, and we'll be right back. Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment in association with Brazen and Winch Productions presents Continuum Force, a new time travel adventure audio drama series. An elite force of time travelers discover a terrible truth. The chronicles we've known may not be our past. It could have been altered, our memories changed, and history itself set on a different path. From that moment on, we understood what we had. A time machine? We call it a CTC. I want the ship! I want the money! I want the gold! Come, me hearties! Our booty waits! Yeah! I had no idea they really talk like that. I know, right? I thought Robert Louis Stevenson made that up. <laughs> Fire, you scallywags! Fire! They investigate these anomalies, traveling to different periods of our ancient past to stop a malevolent enemy trying to write a new chapter in humanity's story. Harry Houdini vanishes a monstrous creature taller than a man. You must see it to believe it. In 1947 in New Mexico, a small unidentified flying object crashed. So the occupants of the UFO, were they actually aliens? Or just beings from the future? We can't say it with certainty. No, I believe they were aliens. I think that's how they traveled to our planet. 
heroes of ages ago, today, and the future. They are the Continuum Force. Okay, it's now or never. Very inspiring. Not exactly a small step for man, you candy ass. Borman, shut up and fire this thing up. Shutting up and fire the hole! Coming January 8th to podcast apps everywhere. Alright folks, that's Continuum Force. And again, the first episode of Continuum Force will be on January the 8th. And you can find out more information on Continuum Force at continuumforce.transmissionsfromatlantis.com. Alright folks, we got to rate this episode before we get out of here. So let's go ahead and rate it. Do you want to go first, Rita? Sure. Um, I think I'm going to give it... I would say an eight. Uh, I don't think the episode was perfect. I, it still had issues. Daddy, Daddy issues. issues. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think the episode had some plot holes that were not very well explained. Uh, like, like, for example, we had the uh, the one lady who became the Dalek vehicle attack two cops, but apparently she's not going to get arrested for that. Yeah, that'll be fine, right? <laughs> They're like, and uh, it's okay, you stole a cop car, you know, you were attached to an alien, you're fine. Oh, and killed the guy. Don't forget she killed the oh, guy. Oh, that's right, and you killed the guy. Yeah, which mm. is 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 on the recording, right? It, uh, uh, the body cam, right? The body yeah. cam, yeah, exactly. But, you know, it, it's okay, we're just gonna, you know, let all that slide. You can get back to your archaeological dig and, right. you know, that, that That's okay, Unit will take care of it. Oh, <laughs> but wait. Unit's gone, so no, they won't. No, because they lost all their funding. <laughs> all right, I'm kind of with you on this particular episode, Rita. I'm going to give it an eight as well. Again, for the daddy issues and for a few of the plot holes. But overall, I thought it was a fun episode. It was an entertaining episode. It felt like Doctor Who. The Doctor felt like the Doctor for the first time. And for that, I, I think we it definitely deserves an eight. How about you, Scott? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I was going to give it a nine until... Uh, the the dad showed up, and then I went, ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Scott's enjoyment meter went chunk. Uh, yeah. down. It was, one. Like, it was like, yes, yes, sir. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but overall, great. Hey, we could have a season of eights. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, that's a pretty solid season. And hey, there's always hope because you you talked about it, Scott, that the second season is always usually the a better season. I thought. Uh, Peter Capaldi's run, his second season, was one of his strongest, and it rallied from a very poor first season, so hopefully the same will be for Jody, right? Right. Right. Yep. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Transmissions from Gallifrey. I guess we'll talk to you in 2020, maybe? I, I don't know. It, we'll have to see the next time that... Could be earlier, could be later. Could be earlier, could be later. Of course, if you're one of our Patreon patrons, uh, we'll be talking to you in a few days. So uh, definitely check us out on Patreon. Uh, if you want to become one of our Patreon patrons, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash TFA Entertainment. And all it takes is a minimum of a dollar yeah. uh, to subscribe. Just a dollar, yeah. So that's going to do it. Alonzi. Alonzi. Goodbye, everybody. Ta ta. Alonzi. Did you say Alonzi, Mark? Alonzi. Look sharp, Rose Tyler. Alonzi. And then it'd be really brilliant if I met someone called Alonzo. Because then I could say Alonzi, Alonzo, every time. Tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. And the world. I'll try.
Cause I'm having a good time Having a good time I'm a shooting star leaping through the sky Like a tiger defying the laws of gravity I'm a racing car passing by Like Lady Godiva I'm gonna go, go, go There's no stopping me I'm burning through the sky Two hundred degrees Just while they call me Mr. Fahrenheit I'm traveling at the speed of light I wanna make a supersonic man This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.